welcome, 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 podcast listeners. It is episode number 221 of the Fret Talk podcast. You are here with your host, Mr. Budget Pedal Chap. That's me, this guy, with some fancy new shelves behind me. You are also joined by Mr. Lee Padabadabadabadabada Ooga Shvuga Doom. Ooga booga booga booga. And you are joined by Mr. Macwine. Say hi, Matt. Hi, Matt. Hey. Um, you did the thing. I did. Yeah. yeah, do the thing. Do the thing. Yeah, you did the thing. <laughs> oh, like the team is back together. This is this is glorious. It's it's like the planets aligning for a, a lunar eclipse. It doesn't happen did often. Did you just call me fat? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, those in lockdown pounds um, houses shouldn't throw fat stones. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, um, but there we go. We are here. It is episode number two, one one of the Fret Talk podcast, and it's a little bit warm today. But is it? It is. It, it's oh, it's, it's warm cold. over here. I don't know. How, how about you guys? I mean, you're, yes. you're, he's in Swedonia, so I, I don't know if they, they get sunshine. Uh, they definitely don't do warm in Sweden, do they? It's 13 degrees now. Yeah. We're 20, we were 21, we're down to 18. Yeah, I, mm. I mean, I, I don't, I've, I've not got a thermometer near me, but I can tell you it's kind of mild, under boob, um, clamminess, kind of hot Ooh. at the moment. Uh, we we had enough wind today that it was about the right temperature. We or you? Uh, me, not him. I see yeah, the oil of man. We the the royal we. Yeah. Um, whereas <laughs> the royal we. That's it. That's it. Matt, Matt speaks. Yeah. Me and my people. That's it. He speaks for the because I don't know if we've mentioned it on the podcast before, but Matt is the president of the Isle of Man. Um, Absolutely, that, yes. that is official. Don't don't look it up on Google. You don't need to. <laughs> Matt, I've just remembered something. Go on. Um, I was told the other day that the old singer from one of my bands um, has moved to the Isle of Man. Ah, is, is he looking to get in a band? I mean, I don't know any, but oh, I'm don't, sure. Don't. He's a pain in the ass. He's, he's one <laughs> well, of then those. Why do singers. I care? Um, so you pre-warned. Uh, okay. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. You'll have I, to ass- you'll have to sign his papers, won't you, and approve him. Yeah. I'll have I'll to just, let you yeah. know. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm, I, I, I haven't actually warned you, but I'm not actually the president. I am the dictator, so I can just get rid of him. Well, there you go. <laughs> I thought you were the queen. <laughs> Wee! <laughs> He's the dictator. The, the girthy dictator. Unicorn. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, this is this is perhaps enough shenanigans for now. We should we should get on with podcast proper. And who who volunteers to tell me what you've been up to this week? Go on, Matt. You go first, man. In uh, fact, you do that because I'm going to go get a drink of water because I've just realised I forgot. <laughs> Ever the professionalism. Excellent <laughs> news. Right. So, what have I done this week? Um, I've learnt. Well, I say learn. I've been playing along with a lot of blues tracks because <laughs> I've had rather busy days at work and playing the blues calms me down. And I don't know whether like it's just because that's my thing and like that's kind of my jam or whether it's the same for everybody. But yeah, like I spent half an hour, 40 minutes after work every day 
I've plugged my iPad into um, my simplifier so that I can hear songs in the background whilst playing along and just done a lot of like jamming along to Clapton and uh, to some Hendrix stuff and then to some like BB King and kind of gone through a whole wide genre of just all of the, the guitar greats of the kind of the blues and that kind of that kind of genre. Yeah, I could feel I've that. Done a, done, a, done a lot of that. And I think probably having the Strat kind of leans towards that anyway. It, it, so it yeah. does, doesn't it? Yeah, the Strat kind of probably kind of helped, helped along that. But yeah, I've done a lot of playing the blues. And then other than that, um, which not really anything to talk about, and just using the Messiah and a tube screamer, well, the Honey Burst as a tube screamer in its kind of like most tube screamer mode. Yeah. Um, and and the simplifier but yeah other than that um my i i was flicking through facebook and just offhand made a comment about a guitar that was for sale locally um which was a gretsch electromatic double jet um in like i would say like wine red but apparently it's called walnut stain but it's 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 that classic wine red kind of les paul color I'm um, oh, sorry. If you should never use the word "nut" and "stain" together in a word next to each other, <laughs> absolutely hey, not. That... that that was the same thing that was going in my head, but I didn't want to it's say Mr. anything. Mr. Gretsch, that is <laughs> it's not that. But yeah, uh, so uh, I I just made an offhand comment because I saw saw that it was for sale uh, locally, and then the, like the missus out of the blue on Monday said, "Oh, you doing anything tonight?" And I was like, "No, she doesn't drive." She's like, "Oh, I need you to take me to this location. I'm just picking something up that I bought off Facebook." I was like, all right, okay. Um, so I drive, like, arse end of nowhere, some fucking farm in the middle of a hill in the <laughs> middle of, like, 400 fields that took us 45 minutes to find, and nowhere's more than 25 minutes from your house on in the Isle of Man. So, the, like, <laughs> it's just... It was one of those where you've picked the wrong farm lane and you've ended up at the wrong farm, and then you turn around and go back down, and then you pick the next farm lane, and it's still not the right one, and you back down the hill and back... Uh, yeah, but we found it in the end, and um, like she goes inside, and I'm just sat there in the van waiting for her to come out, and she walks out with this guitar and goes, "This is for your birthday. We can't have it now because birthday's in November." <laughs> and she puts it in the back of the van, and I'm like, "Oh, for fuck's sake!" But um, obviously, she needed to make sure that it was all working. Yeah, so, yeah, <laughs> I, I've got a, an electromatic double jet that uh, the missus has bought me for my thirtieth birthday, which is pretty cool. Um, it looks fucking incredible it's it's brand spanking you the guy bought it six months ago and has never played it outside of his bedroom and he just wanted to move it on uh i checked through all the electrics are working um the pickups are pretty good considering it's kind of it's obviously with electromatic it's a chinese made guitar yeah um the pickups sounded a lot better than i thought and probably because the ones in my streamliner that i had the last time i had a gretsch were those I can't remember what they called those big wide square ones that look like Filtertrons but aren't yeah f- f- are they Broadtron is it Broadtron I've heard like of that matic. Before, yeah. there's some, something Matic aren't they um, yeah the um, Streamliner is the name Rotomatic of is that no I can't remember oh, I can't remember anyway I wasn't massively impressed with those but these ones actually sound fairly good because um, the first thing I did was think right well I might pick up some Fletchtrons, but I'll probably try this in a live setting before I do that, because actually, through headphones, in the, the 10 minutes I was allowed to make sure that all the electronics work before the missus 
like there, <laughs> snatched puts it, it away, away and, then, no. and, and hides it from me for for two and a half months. Um, yeah, it it sounded actually pretty good, and it's really odd. Like instead of having a strap button, they've got these like they're they're bigger than a normal strap button. So I knew it was like something weird going on, but they screw out, and you're just left with like the head of a bolt uh, or like the the yeah. the spiral shaft of the bolt. And you put your your um your strap over that and screw these down, and it's wider than the um part of your strap there, so yeah. that it's it's like instead of having to buy strap blocks to put on it, it's a ready made version of a strap lock. Yeah, I've got them on my Gretsch as well. They're, they're um is that a Gretsch really thing? Handy, aren't it? they? Yeah, it's it's like I've I've never seen them before mm-hmm. on anything, and I was just like, why do all guitars just come with this? This is such a better system. Yep, totally agree. I absolutely agree. And it looks pretty smart as well. And it, yeah, it they, doesn't I mean, look it looks... as shit as, as like the strap locks, does it? Yeah, yeah, it looks great. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm all for it. But yeah, like, I've, like, so I managed to pick that up and check that the electronics work and play play it for about 15 minutes before the missus went, you really need to play it for this long before you know whether it's all <laughs> yeah, working or not. Before she started giving you that side eye. Hmm. <laughs> Yeah. So I was like, okay, I'll put it away now. But uh, yeah, so I've got that look to look forward to in November. But yeah, I, I'm looking forward to it because I've always loved the dub, the double jet. Um, I just love the way that they look. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. They so are. Dave's... Mm. Yeah, yeah. They, uh, the one you showed us, man, looks amazing. I've just looked. Um, Dave's guitar. Um, dot com says currently Gretsch offers four general pickup types with varying levels of output from the lowest output to the highest. They are Hillatron, Dynasonic, Filtertron, Fulltron, and Broadtron. Um, so, so yeah. I think oh. the Broadtrons are the ones in the Streamliner, and I'm not actually sure what's in these. I wonder if it's maybe the low end of their Filtron, their Filtertron, because they are the Filtertron size, whereas the Broadtrons are a normal humbucker size but made to made to look a little bit like a filtertron yeah right, got you i i don't like the output on my electronic uh, electromatic it's um extremely low but it does have some super amounts of fidelity going on there so you get some really lovely lovely tones come through i like playing the guitar just as an acoustic as well yeah, I mean, obviously, this is a solid body as opposed to yours is a hollow, isn't it? But is it semi hollow or fully solid? Centre blocked as well. It's yeah. I think I think these are centre blocks, but there's no um, f hole in it. So it, although there are hollow areas, chambered. you can't get to. Yeah, it's more like a chambered guitar. Yeah, yeah. But like I say, it it for the most part sounds great, and I, I'll I'll wait until I've played it through a valve amp at volume before I decide whether I'm keeping the pickups or swapping them out is it one of those where you have to go through the pickup cavity to get to the the control plate i, w- I would suggest never changing those pickups <laughs> oh no sorry no uh the you can take there's there's a small there's three small um plastic bits on the back that you can take off uh-huh. you can get to the back so obviously it's got the oh, master cool. volume is on the bottom horn yeah yeah and then the pickup selector is on the top horn and then you've got three controls which are individual volume controls and a tone tone control Um, and you can get to all of them from the back so you would be able so it'll be a pain in the ass getting the wire from the pickup cavity to the right cavity to get it but uh, it's a lot easier than trying to 
do work just in the pickup cavity. Yeah, yeah do it. Yeah, a three three five style. <laughs> yeah, personally, find because I don't touch the Gretsch as much as I do like my Stratum or Les Paul. I find the Gretsch system extremely confusing every time I'm trying to play with it on the fly. Uh, yeah, it took me like two minutes to work out what was going on when I was twisting all the things. Because <laughs> yeah. the really annoying thing is if you turn the volume all the way down on the neck pickup only volume control whilst on the neck pickup, it will give you a tiny bit of output from the bridge. <laughs> um, yeah. so you could only make it silent if you use the master volume. Ah. But it's yeah, that that was like, what the hell is going on here? Trying to work out what all the controls did. I was wondering whether he'd like been in the back and messed with some settings or something. And I was like, yeah, no, no, yeah. no. It's all it's all just this is great. Yeah, it's, yeah. yeah, it's just the, just the way it works. And I, I'd remembered that from the the streamliner that I have. But yeah, um, yeah. So I can't wait to actually get this out and gig it properly. But um, or at least play it through something a bit louder than just a headphone amp. But for now, it goes away, and and I can count down the days to my birthday now. <laughs> I could imagine her leaving that that house just with the face of that um, Leonardo DiCaprio meme, just <laughs> smug face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, quality stuff. And and hats yeah. off to the missus for. I mean, that is that is one hell of a thirtieth present, though. So it is. It is. She is amazing. Uh, not that she'll hear this, but yeah, yeah. I mean, that's we we are. This is our safe haven. <laughs> yeah, we won't be heard here. I am. Um, uh, it was our wedding anniversary on the same day as my daughter's birthday. We were talking about just before the show started. Um, nice. To, um, and um, so it was last Saturday, and I, I got my wife um, this Harry Potter Lego set. Uh, which is like a book that opens up and it's of the house that she's supposed to be in because of some internet survey thing. <laughs> and, and she likes <laughs> that. Um, and uh, she, she's a big Harry Potter fan. Um, and um, she got me nothing. So... Um... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she's just like, well, you look lucky enough to have another year subscription to all of this. So... <laughs> Well, we'll, at, we'll, at least we'll review it next year. year anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so um, it was, uh, I was looking at guitars, just like, okay, you can get yourself a new guitar or something. We have that. And I was looking for them. And there's, um, I, I did find uh, an LTD seven string and I was going to go and get it because I've wanted a seven string. I know I keep going on about, I really want a seven string. Um, and, um, <laughs> yeah, I found one, and the next town up from us is called Youngby, and this was in something Youngby, and I was like, okay, okay, yeah, I'll pop up and get it. It was only like, I think we agreed at 125 quid, so it wasn't much. Uh, and then I just googled his address, and it was like nearly two hours away. I was like, what? And there's another town which is nearly two hours away that was that's called this something Youngby, and I was like, oh, box. So I didn't end up getting this this guitar. I wasn't too sad about it because it was an LTD and it was it wasn't that that much to buy new, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah. I wanted to. I thought I'd experiment with a seven string, see if I like it, and if I do, then I can go and get a proper one. Um, and uh, yes, yeah, so I didn't get that, so uh, I've ordered a new office chair. I mean, that, that, was, that was a roller coaster of a story that was. 500 quid for a new office chair. Bloody hell. 
I would. It's a lot of money for an office chair. You could definitely buy them cheaper than that if you go on Amazon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'd expect other things for that chair. I've got uh, I've got this one coming because um, some of my friends have bought them and they've said that they've sorted their backs out really well. So I'm kind of like, you know what? I'm approaching forty. I need that. Uh, yeah. So yeah, got that coming. I, I mean, had to order it in extra large though because I'm a big person. <laughs> so it's like maybe that's half the issues with this one. That's as you can see falling to pieces. Yeah. God. Look at that. My daughter yeah. just comes into the room and starts peeling the, the faux lever off of it. <laughs> I mean, if we're talking about office furniture, you'll all notice this. Uh, I mean, you listeners won't because you can't say because it's a, an audio podcast. And, but the uh, the boys boys here will notice some wonderful tidy organisation behind me. Is that the um, the ikea square things it is it's a calax unit yes yeah yeah it's that's the, what my desk is it's the biggest one that they do uh, it's like a five by five squarey square um and there were trials and tribulations of putting it together and it, it did take longer than it should have um but it's it's now together and it's it's lovely um it's made the room look a lot nicer it, in fact yeah. And at some point, you might get some feeling back in that hand. Yeah, indeed, yeah, yeah. Um, because I, I did divulge um, that during the building process, there was there was a bit where you needed to kind of hammer bits together um, because IKEA decided that was the best way rather than screwing stuff together. Um, and the, the best tool for the job was my wrist, um, which <laughs> it did... I mean, <laughs> Lee's head, head in hands at the moment. <laughs> and it's, yeah. Oh, yeah. I woke up the next day and I had a massive bruise on my wrist. I was like, oh, what's that all about? And I realised back to the, the day before where I was just bashing this, uh, this like, shelving unit. Uh, but it's it's all together. And um, I have managed to house my entire pedal collection um, up there, which is fantastic. Um, because That's cool before it did look as if i have a problem uh with the amount of pedals just strewn all over the um all over the office um i mean i still i have a problem but it's it's a lot neater now so it doesn't look like i've got a problem <laughs> um which is just mwah. um but it did it led me to do something this week actually um, go to a doctor's. Yeah, yeah. Go. Why does my wrist hurt? Yeah, I mean, free healthcare. It's just, it's fantastic. <laughs> um, no, I, I put on my big boy pants and um, decided to be brave, and I've shot a demo for the Dan Electro um, Transparent Overdrive V2, which uh, it's the it, from the Cool Cat series, which. They are potentially the coolest looking pedals uh, ever. They look, they look a bit like the um, the old Octavia, um, Octavio um, housings, like weird kind of spaceshipy fifties sci-fi B movie looking thing. Um, however, what's put me off for the entire time of owning it 
um, is that they are incredibly, incredibly awkward to use. Um, they've they've got top mounted jacks and top mounted uh, power, so that's normally if, a good thing. Yeah, but if you're using like pancake jacks, it makes it impossible to use because you can't then insert the power jack. But I got around that. I used like real cables, and then on top of this this top panel is also the controls. So like mini oh, pots. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah. Oh. Um, <laughs> and as well as that, because it's this transparent overdrive is very Timmy inspired. It's got four controls, but in like in three spaces. So one of them is a concentric pot. And that concentric pot does not work very well at all. Like, you, you, you sure turn one. Timmy-inspired. Wasn't it pre-Timmy? Nope. It's definitely Timmy-inspired because the V1 um, got a CCDC from <laughs> Mr. Cochran himself saying, right, okay. hang on, this is a bit, <laughs> a bit close. <laughs> you um, mean Eddie? N- no. Summertime <laughs> Blues? <laughs> yeah. No, you mean, but I, I know you mean, but I... I, I, I I'm not that dumb, but I thought it was funny. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, like these these concentric pots are like incredibly difficult. It is the first no torque tone that I've shot that I've had to use two hands um, because the the pots are so difficult to to manoeuvre. Uh, but like I say, I put my big boy pants on and really tried hard um, and ended up doing a demo of it it took probably about about 10 minutes to do a demo of a four controlled drive pedal which any like if it was a normal pedal that would take about six minutes to do um but i did i kept in all of like that time where i'm faffing about with the controls just to illustrate the point that these pedals are that they are difficult um I do have another another one of the Cool Cat series as well. I've got the Cool Cat Distortion, which I think is DS1 flavoured, but with, again, a two-band EQ, concentric controls. And again, it sounds fantastic, but I'm going to leave it a little while while we because I need to be really brave to, to tackle those <laughs> controls again. <laughs> but honestly, they are the coolest-looking pedals. Uh, and if you are a set-and-forget kind of person... It's a it's a really good pedal the um the uh, transparent overdrive um mm, could rehouse them you can do that I could do I'm not going to mm, um, not that I, good um but I I'm the kind of player who would set and forget so if I was gonna use it on a board I would I'd get my setting and I'd use it and that be it. Um, mm. I, I did something else this week actually as well. Um, Ooh, indeed. So, like you. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, at the start of the uh, the kind of the summer um, summer season, I got a got a message off like someone I hadn't been in contact with in a long, long time. Uh, this person I used to be in a band with, like when I was like 16 maybe maybe even earlier than that and we used to play like really cheesy pop punk and like covens and stuff like that um and we did it for maybe like a good 
two or three years where we were like gigging every week and weekend and whatnot. Um, and I got a I got a message off uh, off the singer of this band, and and she said like, oh, the uh, the drummer who's moved away, uh, she's coming back down to Birmingham. Do you want to do a Do you want to do a band rehearsal for old times' sake? It's like yeah, yeah, what the fuck not? Um, so. I I got to relive my youth with my uh, with my old bandmates, um, <laughs> and like I was pulling pulling the moves <laughs> um, that I I used to do when I was sixteen, like playing guitar behind my head and all this kind of shit. Um, and then I still got it. I still got it. No, <laughs> uh, yeah. So I oh, that, that was really cool. Uh, it, but it turns out, like me and me and the bassist know half of the songs like we we know like the first Different half of halves. it no we, <laughs> like we we could we could muster our way through like the first half of most of the set that we used to do but when it got to anything like a middle eight or like a solo section or or just a bit where something changed we we're like shit <laughs> so we no, played yeah so we played <laughs> half of the song for most of the set <laughs> Which was absolutely brilliant. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I got to wind up in like for the first time in about probably about two and a half years, I got to wind up my um, PV Classic 30. And it's a really good sounding amp. It is? A really good sounding amp. Uh, that, I was, I was using that, the drive channel on that kind of half cut with um, the Mojo Mojo like boosting it. Absolutely fantastic kind of thick chuggy pop punky sound brilliant amazing so yeah i got to i got to actually play a, a real lamp mm-hmm. i am i i did some um recording this week and i did not use any amps <laughs> i use helix native for all of it oh how are you getting on with that I really like it. I was speaking to Paul Hindmarsh, you know, the guy who does all their demos, um, do, all yeah. Line Sixes demos. Um, I was talking to him today and I was like, I'm getting on with it really well, but I bet you've got some banging settings. And he was like, yeah, I do. I was like, come on then, share them up. Um, so I'm going to get some um, some settings from him. I don't know if they, they sell them. I don't know if you can like send them over as snapshots or whatever. You know much more about um, Helix than I do. Um but yeah, I'm I'm gonna steal some of Paul's tones and then just tweak into my own own. Well, I might not tweak them. I probably won't need to. Paul's got a really good set of ears, hasn't he? Oh, you've met Paul, haven't you? I have met, met Paul Birmingham. Yeah, yeah, we saw. Yeah, we saw him at the uh, the Yamaha stand, didn't we? Mm. Yeah, man. Yeah, so um, yeah, I, I'm really enjoying that Helix Native. It's it's so good. I, I added. Um, I think I added like a reverse delay onto my lead work on it, but I, it wasn't anything special. It was just a, um, I haven't recorded anything decent in, in ages and ages and ages. And I thought, you know, what? I should just start getting into recording again. So I just started off with a basic blues song and I'm going to try and do just like one song a week, just, just basic stuff. I'm not even going to put it out and then I'm going to grow it and grow it and grow it. Cause I used to write some wicked stuff and it was really complex mm. and I, I just couldn't go and record something really complex right now. It would just, it would just take way too long and it'd be a mess. Yeah. It, it ends up knocking the wind out your sails, wouldn't it? 
Yeah, absolutely. And and this was so easy. I managed to do it a, along with a bunch of other stuff in a, in a day. <laughs> so yeah, it was. Um, we need to start comparing some uh, some tones. We need to do that as a uh, lot of pedal boards of doom kind of thing where we um, compare like make our favorite metal sound or our favorite blues tone or, or whatever mm. I, I still don't think the tone directly into a desk come close to how it will once i plug my board in because the wonderful thing about my board is i can run all three uh all three um signals because it's wet dry wet directly into my my uh, mixer my, my sound <laughs> my mixer sorry so um yeah, I'm going to be able to get much better tones from that than I will from the Helix Native. But saying that, the Helix Native is still really fucking good. Indeed, and and like theoretically, you've got more uh, more slots available than I do uh, on a stump because I'm I'm um, my hands are tied to eight at a maximum. However. I've- Probably it, yeah. once you once your DSPs run out, like you can't add like three different amp models in there because it it just says nah, like because there's not enough not enough DSP to be able to sort that. Yeah, when I was running, I tried it so I was running several instances of uh, Helix Native, um, and then I was like, Do you know what? I'm using the same amp setup, so I just run Helix Native in a bus and then run several different. Um, uh, threads uh, stems off to a um, off to a bus so I was just using that and then just adjusting them on the stems for the volumes um, uh, and so that saved a little bit of processing room but when it came to other bits and pieces like um, like the reverse delay on the lead and that sort of thing I had to run its own bits does it but, does it have like a, a cap uh, of how much you can run on native then I don't know. I, I've, like I say, it's very. I'm running very basic at the moment, but I will find out as as we go. I will definitely find out as we go because I want to get really crazy. Um, but like I said, I just did a basic blues thing. Like the bass line was dun 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 dun. You know, it wasn't even like a walking bass or anything like that. It was just dun 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 dun. So uh, yeah, just keeping it super super simple. Interesting. Yeah, I want to. I want to hear some more about this um, Helix Native stuff. Um, I'm looking at Tom. We were kind of halfway through, and we've got some news to get through this week. So, I reckon we're going to open our news with. Uh, we're going to open with a bit of sad news this week, uh, and then we'll go upwards from there. But we're starting with some sad news. Um, quite quite a uh, prolific rock and roll legend has uh, has kicked the bucket. Uh, the the drummer of the Rolling Stones, Mr. Charlie Watts, uh, has passed away, um, and it it was something that weren't really all that. Um, it was mentioned like as a kind of afterthought on on the news. I thought it would be a lot bigger. Oh yeah, I, I happened to catch it on Facebook. I think. Yeah, I mean, I, I the in fact the reason I found out about it is because. Keith Richards tweeted a picture of some drums with closed a closed sign above it. Okay. And I was like, what the hell is this all about? And then I find out that the day before that he passed away, and I was like, 
how have I not heard this like anywhere? Like I I I thought it'd be massive news. Like the Rolling Stones have been a massive band for sixty years at this point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I I was shocked that it is, and I I guess he wasn't kind of one of the the more well known of the it, like it wasn't Mick Jagger or Keith Keith Richards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like even so, like he. He's still a massive influence on a, a vast many people's kind of playing because he might not have been there right at the start, but he's been with them for a, a good, good long time at this point. Yeah. So I suppose then uh, what we need to do is share our, our favourite Rolling Stones moments, don't we? Or Rolling Stones tunes. Well, what, sh- what, what Stones tunes have you played in bands? Uh, <laughs> I've got a bit of a funny one. Um, I, I haven't really played Stones tunes per se as like in any bands, but I I, I tried out for a band like we like me and me and my friend were like starting a um, a covers band. Actually, it was it was around the same time that I was doing this kind of pop punk covers kind of thing. We wanted to do like a a classic rock function band that that would end up like getting uh, better gigs like paid stuff so we're thinking like oh classic classic rock covers and we we auditioned um a group like a few people at the at the uh at the start um one of which was this guy who couldn't speak a lick of english um and he came to the rehearsal with his friend who translated for us um and like he's he expressly asked that we learn Jumping Jack Flash by the Stones, um, and like we'd given him a list of songs up to also learn. He didn't bother learning any of those, um, <laughs> <laughs> but like he he like like in in his defence he could sing Jumping Jack Flash amazingly, but he just like couldn't couldn't speak a lick of lick of English. Did then he we started any of the words. Well, he he could like he could vocalise the words. I don't I don't know if he understood any of it, but he, he like his dic- diction and his um, like the the tonal quality didn't it didn't come across that he wasn't understanding what he was saying. Uh, a bit like Abba, uh, I hear that the um, the ladies of Abba just didn't really understand English when they uh, when they were pretty big. And, and yeah, my wife told me that they're releasing a new song this week. Are they? <laughs> I know it's random, isn't it? Well, there you go. But yeah, this uh, this quite portly um, Eastern European chap <laughs> tried out for our, for our band. Uh, we played Jumping Jack Flash. Uh, like we we mustered through part of it because like it was it was a pretty new band and we didn't really know that one. We like we mustered through part of it. He sang as far as we got, and then just. Uh, like halfway through the rehearsal, because he he weren't singing any of the other tunes, just kind of got up and walked out. <laughs> uh, it was just like, yep, yeah, that's that's me done. We never heard from the chap again, but it was <laughs> it was a wonderful uh, wonderful experience. Um, but yeah, Jumping Jack Flash, not one of my favourite uh, Stones tunes, believe it or not. <laughs> I guess, like, if we're talking about stuff that we've played in bands, uh, I've done Satisfaction in a band. I've done uh, You Can't Always Get What You Want is just kind of, again, not neither songs. Satisfaction I used to like, but you hear you hear that riff so much that as a guitarist, sometimes you're put off by people in 
shops who haven't tuned guitars. <laughs> yeah, that bit's fine. It's then when they go to play one of the chords and all of the strings are out of tune. Like, if you're just on one string, that doesn't matter too much. But once you start playing chords, it does. Mm-hmm. So satisfaction is like, yeah, they've done that. And um, obviously, currently, one of the bands does Honky Tonk Woman, which, again, still probably, I wouldn't put it in my top five Stone songs, but... Um, yeah, I really like, enjoy playing that. I, I really yeah, enjoy I, playing I, it. I do really enjoy playing. Like it got me playing fingerstyle. I've it's the first song I've done live fingerstyle or finger picking for probably ten years because you you literally can't play it with a with a plectrum the way that it's supposed to sound. So you've mm. got to put it forced me to put the plectrum down and kind of relearn old techniques and like so it's really good for that and it's it, it is something that gets a crowd up and go like up and dancing and, and kind yeah. of feel good but like paint it black has got to be my favorite and sympathy for the devil as well just kind of like they're mm. they're kind of my that kind of era stones is my kind of my my biggest favorites of those but if we're, we're like talking about as well favorite moments of stones is i don't know whether you've seen it. i think it's 80s um and they're playing in the states and some guy gets on stage and runs along the back and it's it's literally the live video for satisfaction and as he comes back running back the other way he gets whacked in the head with a telecaster because he's just i think he's just taken his telecaster off and has just followed him along the back wall and just gone and swings a proper heavy like 50s or early 60s telecaster at this guy and the guy just straight down straight on his back and then security on him drags him off and they've left that in the live video for their song that gets played on like so when it's on Kerrang or any of these like you know yeah. uh, TV TV channels anytime they're using the live version of, of Satisfaction you just get to what relive this moment and I, I just think that's brilliant like as a band they've clearly gone well that's the one we're keeping in <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> this yeah this says what we're all about yeah <laughs> rock and roll no messing I don't, yeah. I, don't, I don't think there's a more prominent um example of charlie watts van painted black where you got a duh, 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 you know yeah. and it's, it's like starts with him and it's like such, yeah. such a really strong like, snare 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 <laughs> it's it's great yeah I, I, and he really drives that song along as well the the drums like it's one of those songs that the guitar isn't just doing the standard rolling stones thing that a lot of their songs do mm. and it's all the whole thing is instead instead of being driven by that that kind of keith richards like guitar rhythm guitar it's driven by the the, the drums yeah yeah, I also love that it's in harmonic minor as well. <laughs> it's great. It's yeah, a yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it does have those harmonic minor moments, doesn't it? Mm. I, yeah, I yeah, tend to gravitate towards the Stones tunes that don't go dunga dunk, dunga dunk, dunga dunga dunk. Yeah, that's that's what I mean. Like the like eighty percent of what Keith does is that, isn't it? Like <laughs> it is. I mean, he's he's found his thing, hasn't he? He's, he's sticking to it. Um, he but, probably, probably created that thing. <laughs> Let's be fair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, like I, I, I agree with uh, "Sympathy for the Devil." Absolutely love that tune. And "Paint Black" is a, is a wicked tune as well. Uh, Angie, I love Angie's a yeah. banging tune. Um, yeah, it's one of their slightly more chilled out, laid back tunes. And I remember listening to that when I was about probably about fourteen years old, and just going, "Actually, this is." This is legit. 
And yeah. Ruby Tuesdays kind of falls in that sort of thing oh, as Ruby well. Oh, Ruby Tuesdays, well, yeah. It's a great tune, that. Yeah. What was that and, film? But, Sorry, go on. I was just going to say, like, they've, they've kind of been around so long that they've got songs that you don't even think are theirs anymore because it's so different to what you're... Like, you get a sound in your head and you think that's what the Rolling Stones should sound like <laughs> and you hear something like Angie or or something like Ruby Tuesday or there's a, there's a few others that I can't think of off the top of my head that you go, oh shit, I'd forgotten that that was the Rolling Stones because it's not just that... Yeah. What's your favourite? Yeah. I think mine's probably Jumping Jack Flash, to be honest, just to listen to. <laughs> Sympathy for the Devil, for me, is my favourite oh, one yeah, of their tracks. Actually, I really love it. Although I think I, think I prefer the Guns N' Roses version. What? Uh, I think I do. I, I really like Guns N' Roses a lot. Oh, someone's got to, haven't they? Someone's got to. <laughs> yeah, I, I think Guns N' Roses have got a, a solid album's worth of material and have spun that out over an entire career. No, Appetite, I mean, Appetite's amazing, but I, I even like um, Use Your Illusion. I like both them albums, so they're, oh, they're there's good. There's so much faff on that. Yeah, like, in, in terms of Guns N' Roses, I loved... I would say 70% of their things when I was a teenager. And now, if I manage to listen to a whole song, if it comes on the radio, you're lucky. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, look, it's it's cliche, but when you when you hear Sweet Child of Mine, it's it's difficult to turn that off because it's such a such an iconic tune and there's like there's loads from that from that yeah, album. The solos ripped off from fucking Wonderful Tonight. Do, do, do. <laughs> No, it, it's fine. It's fine. Um, but yeah, I mean, like the the big tunes are from that, aren't they? Like um, "Welcome to the Jungle" and uh, "Paradise City" and 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 uh, Mr. Brownstone and "Night Train." They're all from that one album. And you could it's be a, mine. You could be mine. Is not from that album. Um, mm, no, I think you're right actually because it came. It was uh, for the Terminator Two. Terminator Two, so yeah. I think, yeah. yeah. That was. I don't think that was on any of the albums, was it? Uh, was it on the Spaghetti one? No, spaghetti. spaghetti. No, no, because that no, was no. that was covers, wasn't it? Um, I believe so. Yeah, I mean, there, I there was just there was so much faff post um, Appetite. Um, yeah, well, that's because Buddy. Nobed ginger lead singer man decided that everything needed synth and nothing's ever needed synth and it's killed hundreds of bands before and it will kill hundred more hundreds of bands in the future. If you're a rock band, stop using a synth. I don't know. Stop like, it now. The final countdown without synth would not be the final well, not, countdown. They, but, but they they weren't a band before that song, nor were they a band after that. So I've seen Europe live. <laughs> and I've, I've seen the singer get so pissed off with the crowd shouting "Final Countdown" after every song that he's told told the crowd to say. He's literally gone "Fuck off." We'll play it at the end. And I've seen people walk away because they're not playing "Final Countdown" because it's their only song. I had a Europe oh, song, uh, Europe album. Um, it came out in the uh, in the early 2000s and it was nothing like that it was proper heavy rock and it was really good yeah yeah but nobody wants to hear that people no. want to hear the final countdown <laughs> yeah. it's like it's like uh, when you say oh name me a survivor song that's not eye of the tiger <laughs> can't mm, i'm a survivor of... <laughs> that's, no, that's that's a slightly different band that... <laughs> still, that... like, that... still 70s classic rock um, maybe what... 
Uh, what, what about Depeche Mode? Depeche Mode for me. <laughs> um, if you've ever Depeche seen the, uh, awesome. the film um, Orgasmo by Matt Stone and Trey Parker, it, it just it's ruined Depeche Mode for me. Really? Um, I haven't seen it. I do love self I haven't seen it. There's, there's, there's yeah. a running gag through it. Um, it, it, like it mainly features Trey Parker, but Matt Stone is uh, like one of the 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 crew um, because he work like they work in porn essentially, um, and Matt Stone comes comes onto the screen and and always delivers this, this line. I'm not gay, but and <laughs> it starts off. <laughs> like like really today and like one of the first things he says is I'm not gay but I really like Depeche Mode <laughs> and, <laughs> and and by the end of it he says I'm not gay but I really like the feel of a guy's cock in my ass <laughs> <laughs> we, have, um, we have this kind of uh, similar sort of running joke um, whereas um, my wife is very much not a goth but she loves Depeche Mode and I'm like y- you have to be a goth to like Depeche Mode and so it's like I'm not a goth but <laughs> you know, we do that. But, um... <laughs> but I really like Depeche Mode. Um, yeah. yeah, so, I mean, Depeche Mode have, have ultimately been ruined for me because I I watched this movie before I knew of Depeche Mode. Uh, so Yeah, I'm, like, for, for me with Depeche Mode, they don't even do the best version of Personal Jesus, so... <laughs> but, but Manson... Uses a lot of no, he doesn't either. Music. Yeah, oh. the Johnny Cash version where John Frusciante plays um, uh. guitar is the best version of Personal Jesus. It's like a really cut down blues version, oh, and yeah. it's fucking incredible. Wasn't it on uh, the same album as her? Yes, it is. It's yeah. on American Five, I want to say. But yeah, like he did a, a load of albums right at the end of his life, mm. and it's yeah, I'm pretty sure it's on the same one as her. It's good, that indeed. Is. Yeah, I, I still. Like Nine Inch Nails as well, but I, I do think that, um, and they're another synth band of, as well, of course. But um, they're um, that that version of uh, fucking Hurt is just unbelievable. Yeah, isn't it, it? it absolutely whoops the ass of um, of Nine Inch Nails, doesn't it? That forced right. a lot of people to pick up guitar. <laughs> I'll tell you yeah. what we should do though, because we're <laughs> we're now about fifteen minutes before the end. <laughs> we should talk about another iconic album. And how he's being dragged through the mud. Is it is it um, the Foo Fighters self-titled album? I said an iconic album. Uh, so, <laughs> do you not like the Foo Fighters? He doesn't like the Foo Fighters. We've been, like we've been through this. We have been through. Oh. Like the, um, the the band that I'm depping for, we're doing a Foo Fighters uh, song. And before we started uh, started playing the song, I said, "Like, is this a good time to mention that?" find the Foo Fighters really boring and forgettable. And then <laughs> after going through the song, um, the keyboard player said, I think we're supposed to do that, that chorus twice at this point. I'm like, fucking point proven, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> um, what song is it? Um, Learn to Fly. Oh. Oh. Why pick that? Like, that's, hey. that's literally the most boring and forgettable of the Foo Fighters. Like, I hate that song of the past. I mean, and I love them. I, I didn't choose the set list. I am just a hired gun. Um, but anyway, so um, someone um, who's related to the Foo Fighters, or a, an album that was related to the Foo Fighters, should I say, uh, Nirvana's Nevermind, um, 
on the front cover of that, there is a baby. And that baby is now suing Nirvana like a giant baby. Yes. Uh, so I can't even remember his name, and we're not going to give him the not going to give him the the time of day. To be fair, um, the guy who um, appeared on the front cover of that uh, album is now trying to sue Nirvana, who haven't been abandoned for like thirty years by this point. So no, he's not. He's suing fifteen people, okay. including the drummer of Nirvana who left Nirvana before Nevermind was even written. Okay, is on the is on the list of people he wants to sue. So not okay. Chris, but uh, a different. So before before Dave Grohl took over as drummer, oh yeah, sorry, the, yeah. the previous drummer, right, he okay. is on the list of the fifteen people that he wants to sue, and he wasn't even involved in Nevermind at any point. But he wants to sue him, like yeah, like I, I mean, so his case is he feels like. The album has been sexualized because it's got his penis on and they've superimposed some money and therefore they're in they're insinuating that he is a baby prostitute, I believe. I think that is his argument. The fuck? Uh, That's not what it means. <laughs> yeah, yes, I mean but like if you look at what this guy is saying and he says that his parents were told that they would cover up his penis dick, but yeah. they didn't. But the guy has reshot this video on his yeah, birthday yeah. at least six or seven times with like with the like the estate of uh, Kirk Bain and with other people involved and like yeah like yeah, reshoot like reshooting the uh, yeah the the image um yes what with his dick out still no, no, no he wears, he's he wears wearing, shorts these yeah, times but trunks yeah yeah it, like it's just. Yeah, I, I, I don't. I, I assume either he's coming on hard times or somebody said something to him and he's taken it badly. But like, like I say, like of the, the like he's trying to sue fifteen different people each for one hundred and fifty thousand US dollars, and some of them weren't even involved in this. So he, I, I assume what he's hoping is the judge goes, "We, these yeah. people." aren't involved but you these ones will take yeah yeah you can you can like he's he's mm. basically firing a shit gun and hoping some of it sticks yeah um so to me to me that album cover means that we're, we're kind of born into capitalism but that's oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and i think that's to... that that was exactly what it's supposed to mean but like yeah he he's his his um argument i read i've read a few articles on this and he yeah his point is it's the fact that he's got his penis out isn't why it's sexualized. It's sexualized because the money there insinuates prostitution. I mean, this, this, <laughs> it it whiffs of a a guy who's desperate and who's just taking swings at at whatever he can at this point. Yeah. Um. I especially, mean, like like we say, especially as he's been involved with the band since and yeah, yeah. never brought this up, and yeah. now he's. Must yes. be getting on for the well. He must be thirty-ish. Yeah, got to be around that, hasn't he? Um, yeah, it's it's just there's such a whiff of desperation behind it. Um, I I heard through some rumor because I've not actually clicked on any of these articles because I really, really, really don't want to give it any like any fuel on on that yeah. fire. Yeah, I've, I've uh, because it completely. I just thought this is just stupid. Yeah, and it's that. It's just that that instant, like, mm, fuck, this is this is in bad taste. 
Mm. Um, and yeah, it's it. I, I heard like like someone had commented on one of these articles, uh, and like apparently they like he'd approached uh, approached members of Nirvana to try and um, support him on a on a new project, and that like he was ignored, and that's why he's now lashing out at them. Um, uh, and it's it's just it's like the it's just like marring that um that the 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 uh, just the the entire thing isn't it it's just it's leaving a bad taste in your mouth You'll every think time that, that you're going to see the album now that's it yeah you you just got to look at that and you just got to go oh that guy's a dick uh, <laughs> no, no pun intended. <laughs> but, yeah. but you oh, will. You no. just go. Oh, like, it, and it's it's life imitating art, isn't it? Like pretty much, because the whole, like you say, the whole uh, image itself was, uh, like we're we're born into like a capitalist society, and we're we're always going to be chasing the dollar from from day one. Yeah, he's and, becoming he's becoming the pictation, isn't he? It's um, it's quite yeah. funny. Oh, that's uh, that's uh... yeah. Like it, it's it it's almost laughable how um the irony. how the irony isn't lost. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if um, the judge will pick up on that and and um put him down. With, yeah, hopefully he just gets that. laughed out of court. Um, but yeah. well, I mean it's America, isn't it? So uh, yeah, I mean people have sued uh, sued for less than one. Uh, so. Like fingers crossed, it just gets it, it gets the the attention it deserves, which is nil point. And there, there do seem to be like some cases that have gone forward that have been a little bit not not even anywhere near as daft as this, uh, and not got through recently, like Scarlett Johansson and stuff like that. And and she had almost kind of a valid point. It wasn't Disney's fault, but they um, the deal was it uh, with that. That case, it's um, it's basically because the artists get a percentage of the sales in cinemas, um, yeah, but and not then they release them on streaming. They they're basically not going to get the money that they're due, and but it's not yeah yeah it's not no. anyone's fault that well not anyone. I mean, fault what she's trying to do is she's she's trying to fight for the precedent, isn't she? Because yeah. the 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 previous precedent is. Uh, it was set before streaming was a thing. Before that was a viable alternative to to cinema release, and now that that is becoming like a an avenue that um, like movie makers can go down, the artists should be uh, included in that recompensation. Yeah, it's it's a little bit like um, musicians against Spotify and stuff like this. It's similar sort of uh, things to it. Um, yeah, I mean, but the, the the difference with that is that musicians sign up to Spotify knowing the deal. They do now, yeah. but what about all the? Because everything's on Spotify, you know, bands like the Beatles and these sort of things. They didn't sign up to that. Uh, well, so, I mean, but the, the people who own the rights to that music did, and they held it off. So the Beatles is a prime example of somebody exactly. who wasn't on Spotify for the longest time. I think it was only 2018 that the Beatles music finally went on because whoever took it, who took the rights off Michael Jackson, finally allowed the um, 
Spotify to use it. But for the longest time, the Beatles weren't on Spotify because they didn't want to go on there because they didn't want to. They saw it, whoever owned the rights saw it as devaluing the the music because they didn't think they'd get the get the money that they had yeah, planned the to make. Yeah. Mm. But now everyone uses it. It's almost like a monopoly. It's a bit like Amazon, isn't it? It's um, that sort of thing. So if you release music, you basically got to release it on Spotify. Yeah, if you, I mean, for, for yeah, if you want to try and get in the charts now, but then there's 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 plenty of kind of cases where people could, people have shown that the way Spotify works isn't really valid anyway. Because if you're a big artist, it will promote you whether people give you good or bad reviews within Spotify. Yet somebody who releases a song and has ninety seven percent positive reviews after a hundred thousand listens won't get promoted as much as something that has. 20% positive reviews, but is a big recording artist. I think, yeah, I mean, I think the, to an extent, it's always been like that, though. You wouldn't have got your album in HMV, yeah. even if you yeah. everyone liked it, for, like if it was your first thing. Yeah. God, yeah, HMV. yeah, the, the, the dice are loaded. <laughs> um, not in the, um, not in the artist's favour, but that is, but, uh, I mean that's a that's an argument for another day about the <laughs> the evils of Spotify and the like how yeah. streaming is um transforming the uh the environment the 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 playing field of of music really. Um yeah. Let's do uh, let's do a little bit of guitar news <laughs> <laughs> rather than just kind of music music-ish uh, news. Uh, we've got we've got the chance of one, two, or three. I reckon we do. We could do a we couple, do the Strymon over. Yeah, go on. Why not? Uh, let's mention the Strymon first because it is possibly the biggest guitar news this week. However, is it? Is it? Does anybody really care about a phasey phaser? I mean, but it's it like broadly speaking, it's a it's a Strymon release, and Strymon don't release something every week. Yeah. They're not they're not EHX. So, but what I want to know is who wants to free up that much space on their board for a phaser? I mean, it's 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 difficult to um, to justify, isn't it? Because uh, doesn't the Mobius have like multiple modulation settings in it? And yes, but uh, the Mobius is a, a little bit bigger. But like for me, like I couldn't justify a Phase ninety because it's too big. <laughs> well, <laughs> so I mean, I've got I've got a mini pedal for my Phaser because it sounds almost as good as a Phase ninety, and it fits in the hole on the board that I had at the time. Yeah, so they, they even trying to like unless Phase is your only modulation, who's freeing up? two pedals worth of space to get a dual foot switch Strymon pedal. They even do the Phase 95 now, which is the mini version of it. So they've seen yeah. that, that this is kind of the trend because I, I feel exactly the same about Phase and I'm not even sure why. It's it's a fact that I really like and I prefer to have it analog. Um, but <laughs> it, it's um, something I don't actually want to give much space to. I don't understand. It, it's it's some it's weird it's psychological a, thing. I, I think it's because because of the phase 90, people go, oh, it's a one-knob effect. 
why would I possibly ever need a full pedal for a one knob effect mm. that I'm going to use? Like, I don't know whether you use it more often. For me, I use it on about four songs in a set. I probably so, don't use it that much. So, yeah. like, I don't need to dedicate much time, much resource, or much money to it. Like, chorus, I specifically, even though I maybe use that five or six songs, so it's not too much more. Chorus is a, a, a sound that I absolutely love. Yeah, and same. when I'm not when I'm not um, playing in the bands, I will use when my analog man finally arrives after being replacing my old one. I will go back to using that all the time because I love the sound of that chorus. Yeah. But with phase, I think it's just a, a it's that it it it's a great sound, but it does that one thing, and I I don't tend to use that very often, and I would never try and dedicate um that much space on a board to a phaser. I've got um. I've got the Phase 100, um, an old one, an old vintage one, and I've got the uh, C2, the original C2. And yeah. I'm going to put together a vintage board at some point, and they're both going to go on there, but it's going to be one of those elaborate vintage boards where it doesn't matter what size of the pedals are, I'm not going to gig with this fucking thing. It's just yeah. for recording and having a nice time. So my vibe's going to go on it and these sort of things. But when it comes down to actually gigging, I, I'm. It is. I can get more or less eighty percent of the tone that I'm going to get out of that phase one hundred in a phase ninety five, or, or probably through the GT core. So I don't really. Yeah. Yeah. So when it comes down to this, it says multi dimensional, uh, and it makes you think like, is it? Is it kind of like um, going to go in the direction of the? dimension c and and have that really spacey sort of thing because that's kind of like what a, a chorus is is like a, a phaser but much much quicker but then they're over overlapping so if you've got the four stage and you've got the what is it a four stage and a six stage a six stage four, i think four and six yeah and you you overlap them is it going to sound like a, a slower dimension sound i imagine it's gonna i mean because phaser and chorus don't like even if they follow the same principle they don't sound the same like phases get crunchy and they they get this kind of grittiness to them whereas chorus and flanger ne- it, that never happens um it does in vibe and vibe has like usually a chorus set in and, and vibe is is very close vibe is kind of like the middle ground between a phaser and a, a chorus and it does that crunchy thing yeah, yeah. Um, the like Univibe uh, pedals almost sound like a phaser mixed in with a a tremolo because it's got the um, it you get more of a throbby feel with a um with a Univibe uh, as far as I've um experienced anyway. And a harmonic uh, tremolo is almost like vibe as well. So yeah, it goes in that sort of thing. But the um. If it's always that thing that if you got a vibrato and you fix the put a straight um, signal on as well, you'll get a chorus. Um, but then a phase is basically like just kind of like having two vibratos, isn't it? And then just putting them slightly out of each other, and where they cross over, that's where you get your funky bits and pieces. Am I wrong in saying that, or am I, I think that's right? Oh, I thought it was where you you got like the opposite. Uh, the um, the sine waves are like uh, flips. 
This... Uh, but then they're offset as well, aren't they? So yeah, I think it's more the offsetting than the flipping. Because a flip sine wave is still a sine wave. Yeah, yeah, um, but they, they, they double it up and then they flip it, so you get cancellation. But yes, it's, so it's so when you've got a peak on one, you've got a trough on the other, and yeah. like you then get the the kind yeah. of the, the the extremes fall down to the middle, and there's almost a point where it sounds like a normal guitar tone before it splits again, and you get that whooshy kind of what happens? Spacey. Well, if you distance them exactly fifty fifty, as it were, then you get the like the lump 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 lump. If you, if you know mm. what I mean, uh, so yeah. peak 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 all the time. But if you uh, just separate them ever so slightly, then where they're crossing over is actually a longer period of time. Yeah, yeah. So that's how. Yeah, you... yeah. Um, but yeah. <laughs> so back to the Strymon. <laughs> because... Yeah, I, I realised that I hijacked that by saying <laughs> why why bother. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, and yeah, we should probably like dis- like I think at some point we might have mentioned that there's a four yeah. stage and a six stage one. So yeah, I'll go, I'll go through some specs. Anything about the product? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> my bad. <laughs> yeah, we might we mainly just ragged on it straight away. Uh, right, so it's a, a dual sided phaser. You've got a six six um, six stage. stage side, and then you've got a four stage side, and the like both sides have got independent speed and depth controls, but then the um, the four stage has got a mix control with it, and then the the six stage has got the voice control, which I believe is like a almost like a tone tone shaping thing for that that individual one. You've got adjustable um, adjustable settings for each side as well. Um, Let's see if I can find it. Uh, so you've got uh, a resonance control for the six, um, the the six stage one, and then for the four stage one, there's a three, um, three. <laughs> yeah, you've got a, a little like three stage mini uh, mini switch, but I can't remember exactly what it does. What's this pedal called? Uh, it's this, called this the Zelza. Strymon Purple Phaser. Zelza. I mean, it should be orange, surely. Cause... Yeah, I don't understand. Like, there, there was a post in one of the groups that was like, what colour should different um, yeah. effects be? And I'm like, well, obviously orange is phase and green is tube screamer. Yeah, you're like and, overdrive is green. And, is and, pretty much and black, black is distortion because of the rat and, you know. Like, See, I went orange again for the distortion, thinking like mm, DS1. Yeah, no, I would go black, uh, like because of the rat, and then like yeah, black for distortion. Bl- light, light yeah. blue is chorus. Chorus is blue, yeah. Chorus is yeah. blue. Blanger um, is purple. Purple, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. That's why I thought this was a flanger because I, I we saw some like <laughs> clips of it. You saw it was a, a purple strumming pedal, and then you saw uh, the word sweep, which is the other toggle switch you were talking about. And I was like, I was talking yeah. to my the admin team in Pedalboard to Doom, and I was like, it's blatantly going to be a flanger. It's quite obviously a flanger. It's purple, uh, and um, but no. they've already got a flanger, haven't they? The Otter bit, I think, it is. So we we thought this orbit, was, isn't it? Orbit, yeah. Is it orbit? Yeah, Otter bit is yeah, it's the, the or- Maris. Uh, I can't remember, but um, I don't know. Yeah, we we thought this was going to be like uh, an update on that, um, and no, it wasn't. It's it, I don't know. Apparently, it does have flanging sounds within it. Like I think so. I think so because the resonance is usually something you get in a flanger, uh, and that will be where you get your throaty sort of sounds from, which you were talking about a little bit earlier. 
Um, Isn't the resonance where it sends the uh, effective signal back into the pedal? It's feedback. You more get or less, that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you get that um, almost kind of like metallic overtone with it. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you adjust that on the voice, I'm sure you're going to get that. Um, but you've for the sweep, you've got classic barber and envelope. Um, yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. And the, the apparently the envelope's the one that's the kind of flangiest. I wonder if it's an envelope follower. Steady on now. Steady on. <laughs> like, okay. you're, you're, getting, you're getting way too technical here. Okay. Does it go whooshy whoosh or does it go I think that was a really good impression of a flanger, actually, that. It's, I've always, it's always amazed me how close flanger and phaser sound, and yet they do it in very different ways. Flanger is arguably closer to chorus, really. And, but the thing is, like, when you're trying to describe a flange or a phase without words, but with using the sound, you always do the it's whoosh, and it's it's very, and then the other one's like wow, like it's all kind of the same kind of yeah mouth it's, sound, it's, even it's, though they're two sound. completely different effects. Yeah, it's it's mouth war is what you're doing essentially, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically. Um. And this is this is why we uh, report on the news. This is because we are <laughs> up on all of the technical technical words. Oh god! So, um, so yes, it is a thing. It is definitely a thing. Um, it's three hundred and seventy-nine quid as well. Over. Um, Should we talk about Jimmy Cantrell? Because that, uh, that's that's asking for it. Do the what now? Sorry, the Jerry, Jerry Cantrell Les Paul. I've, I've, I've not written anything down about this one because I didn't you know. think we'd get get through to it. Uh, I did want to talk about um, the Jared James Nichols um, Dorothy, which is it's it's been cropping up on social media recently. Um, I I don't even follow him, but I saw like a little video of him playing a two pickup. Um, like two P ninety less Paul, and I thought, hang on, that's a bit, a bit strange because he's usually um, a single P ninety guy. Um, but there's a bit of a uh, bit of a tale behind this guitar. Uh, so the the guitar that I saw him played is a, a, a legit bona fide fifty two gold top, which is like first year of production, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which was destroyed in 2013, like literally. Oh, is this the one that was in a hurricane or something? It was, yeah, yeah, like time different. machine. Uh, so, uh, no, I think I think he fixed it. Oh. <laughs> no, I mean, we will get there. We will get there. So, in, to, in 2013, in Washington, Illinois, um, this was destroyed in a um, a tornado. Yeah, it was like it received massive, massive water damage, and the neck was completely ripped off. Uh, yeah, I, I feel like I've seen an image of like the the gold top with like from the pickup. There's just like splinter going forwards, and it just stops where the neck should be. Yeah, it's exactly that. So it was in a very, very bad shape. Um, so he was uh, like Jared was gifted this in 2021, and he he. Um, so it got a new body, a new neck, new pickups. <laughs> That's it. It's the triggers <laughs> <Get> of <the> tuners. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Legit. No. So 
Um, the like he, he gave it to Joel Wilkins uh, and a Steen Luthier um, to to sort this repair. Uh, he did have to build a new neck for it, so it's it's kind of half a, a fifty-two. Um, but um, apparently, sorry, this this one's not not official. But apparently, uh, Joe Bonamassa donated some genuine fifty-two parts to go on this. To, to help with the restoration uh, and on the back so of the new neck if it's if it's not a, if it's half a 52 does that mean it's a 26, 26 I was thinking that as well <laughs> <laughs> I mean you'd have a job being a 26 Les Paul uh, but yeah um, but you could get a, on Gibson, the, a 26 Gibson yeah you, you could do yeah but not a, not a Les Paul um, you just need so the, on the neck to be fair mate it's all you needed <laughs> yeah, possibly like a donor from a from a twenty six, uh, big box, uh, like Jazza, Jazza. Um, so on the back of this like this neck, it's made. Uh, it's got like um, Brazilian rosewood on it as well, which is um, time correct, shall we say? Uh, but yeah. on the back of this, the it's got like a little inlay, which is. Um, rubies um but it's in the in the shape of a tornado oh. so it's got this like awesome little inlay <laughs> on the back um, that's pretty cool it is it's, it's a it's nice really touch cool. it's definitely um, better than a hologram <laughs> yeah but that's on the front <laughs> um yeah so it like he decided to call the guitar dorothy um after the wizard of oz because it's been in a tornado and it's and it's got ruby in it. Yeah, it's got ruby. Yeah. Uh, so mm. I thought I thought those those little touches were pretty cool. And to be fair, the video that I saw him playing it, it sounded pretty fucking awesome. Um, but it's 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 a really cool uh, cool instance of a, a guitar that has seen seen better days and then brought back to its former glory. Yeah, and, I mean that's pretty cool. Mm. And that guy, he can play. I fucking hope so. A guitar like that. Well, yeah, he's 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 got to live up to it, then, hasn't he? Mm. Well, I mean, it it'll give that guitar a new lease of life because, like, the way that like the tension of strings and stuff on body part, specifically the neck of guitars, and to a lesser extent, depending on how they do it, the bridge, like it it can like give a guitar a finite life but if you've replaced a big part of that you can give it an extra 20 30 years worth of playing oh yeah yeah and there's nothing saying that this then can't go on to be something as as uh sought after as maybe not the the greedy more les paul but something like within that kind of ballpark yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's 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 first year production run. Like, it's got to be one of the it, if if it's not the oldest Les Paul left, it's it's got to be up there. I mean, we were talking about the oldest Les Paul on last week's podcast. Les Pauls, yeah. Les Paul by Les Paul. <laughs> uh, okay, so it's, it's not, not quite that, but I mean, that's not it's, the oldest it, one though. That's that's the oldest production model. The oldest ones would be the uh, pre-production models. Yeah, yes. but I mean, how many of them are going to be left? If they made 20, yeah. there might be three left. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah, it's a good question. And it's a question for another day. Because I think, <laughs> yeah. I think we, we've 
we've indulged a little bit this week and it's probably time that we wrap it up um so i would like to extend a massive thank you to our patreon backers who are responsible for this wonderful wardrobe development no they're not i didn't i didn't, I didn't <laughs> hands up i didn't use patreon money for that uh <laughs> um, but you are responsible for keeping the lights on and just generally you are awesome so would you like some background music little, for this I, I don't want any background music for this thank you okay just um, for as little as two dollars okay. a month you can be one of these people and if you are not already uh right where's the mute button for that? <laughs> fucking bastard right right click on him <laughs> yeah um <laughs> So as little as $2 a month, you can be one of those cool people like Mr. Andrew Bimson, Mr. Adam Yeomans, Mr. Doug Christ of 37 Effects of Just Surprise Me Podcast and the Masters of the Cinematic Universe Podcast of Mr. Hugh Direction, Mr. Ben Fletcher of Fletcher Pickups and Mr. Brian Gower of the Tone Jerks Podcast. If you want to catch me online, you can catch me on Facebook Instagram and YouTube. YouTube is the day the was <laughs> going burn, going burn. Uh, YouTube is the home to the No Talk All Tone series, which this week features the Danelect. Whose chair what? is that? <laughs> which features my bad. <laughs> which features this week the Dan Electro Transparent Overdrive V two Cool Cat Lee. You do stuff online. Never, never. But, uh, never I, does I, he do stuff online. Um, Matt. Yes. I, <laughs> I run Pedal Boards of Doom, and we have uh, a fantastic uh, Facebook group. Fuck is that? Is that your chair? I'm not even moving. Why are you looking at me? You need to spend 500 quid, man. <laughs> right. <laughs> right, so... Um, yeah, uh, we've got the world's largest Facebook group dedicated to pedals. We have 72,500 members. Um, we've got a we've got the world's best YouTube channel, too soon to be, um, <laughs> with 2,000 members. I like members, the enthusiasm. Nearly. <laughs> um, we have an Instagram page where I don't... I fucking hate Instagram. Um, and we've... <laughs> you heard it here first, kid. Follow us on Instagram, you twats. We'll have him to like put hashtag bull sack and all these sort of stuff on it. It just annoys me. It's probably why we're not doing so well on Instagram, mate. <laughs> yeah. um, People want their bull sacks and you, yeah. are, you are being a bull sack tease with that hashtag. Yeah, bull sack soup. Um, Cursey of Mr. Henning Pauly. Um, right, so uh, yeah, so we've got all those things, and then I also work for um, a wonderful company called Timepedia, who makes interactive demos, so you can go and try out for yourself gear before you buy and compare it to all the other bits and pieces on there. And there's there's like three hundred pedals on there. Wow, that sounded like it came from the Isle of Man, but I think it came from Birmingham instead. <laughs> It did. It did. Um, it definitely did. So um, yeah, it's um, that's fantastic. We work with a lot of big companies, and we've got some really cool stuff. I'm working on at the moment for Pedalboards Team um, with Mr. Budget Pedal Chap. So we've got some great stuff coming up soon. We do. Um, the dial-up fuzz will be featured soon. 
Yeah, I've, I've got some other bits and pieces I'm working on, but behind the scenes, and, and uh, hopefully, if they came come off, then uh, you'll be happy. Indeed. <laughs> uh, and and Matt, you are heel underscore Matt Q at yeah. Twitter, Twitter and Twinstagram, Twinstagram. And that is where we shall end the podcast for this week. So from myself, Mr. Budget Pedal Chap, from Mr. Matt Quine, say bye, Matt. Bye, Matt. Way. And from Lee, it will be a tatty bye. And good night for this week. Ta-ra, Bye. 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 Chinese takeaway, twelve dollars. Beer, four pack, six dollars. Getting home to find out that they've forgotten part of your order? Riceless. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's bad. It's brilliant.